उछल उछल के बोले के डुबकी ले धूप सर्दियों में पिघल पिघल के गिरती बोले से कले के लवली है लवली है लवली जहाँ अजीब के देखो के लवली है लवली है लवली जहाँ अजीब के देखो Hey man, welcome everybody to Bridge the Culture podcast. I'm your host Jazz Singh and as you can tell, we're doing another week, another musician as you just heard, real old school, old soul vibe we're getting. Uh my guest today is a Chicago native, but originally from India, settled in Chicago. You're getting a whole vibe from that, I'm sure. Uh going to not waste any more of your time. We're going to introduce uh singer, songwriter, musician uh Subi Just Subi or last name? How do you want to do this? Ah, uh, yeah, Subi is good. I usually say it's uh, it's sushi with a B. Yeah, I I will let you kind of go. Tell us about yourself, Subi. Ah, uh, so like you mentioned, I am in Chicago. I'm a singer songwriter, and um, uh, I moved to the states when I was 16. I was in New York. I did my high school there, and then I moved to Chicago once I got married. And um, I've been here, and I've been doing music full time for. uh since 2012 so um it's been a few years but uh i was trying to i was trying to write more for bollywood for a couple of years so i think as creating an identity as an artist i've started doing that since 2016 okay so we're we're going to touch upon all of that because that is a lot uh, and i'm sure the audience <laughs> really wants to know all of those little details uh so so originally so you were born in india um how long were you there before you decided to I guess move or how, when while you were there were you still doing the the whole music thing how just tell us about your journey leading into the music stuff sure so i was born in new delhi and i was in india um i till i finished my 10th grade um so literally like right after my 10th grade i moved to new york cuz my parents were living in new york and they had a job here um and my dad realized that he's not going to be going back anytime soon so Excuse me. Then, just then they just called uh, my sister and I to come and stay in New York and do our education here. And um, I've always been in music, but I never thought of music as a viable career option, which I think most South Asians grow up thinking the same way. Like um, I took Hindustani classical music lessons um, since I was eight years old, and I was part of my Indian choir and my Western choir, and I used to play the tabla and the dholak and. um you know i was uh, i used to sing at church carols christmas carols and at churches and you know all that all that stuff um but music was always a side thing and it didn't become a profession for me until much later on in my life so your your folks were already in america yeah so my parents moved to the us um in 95 and the idea was that they'll be here for a few years i was living in a joint family in india which is a family with uncles and aunts and cousins and grandparents and it was like a festival every day like my sister and i were so happy and um the idea was for my parents to move back but eventually they i'm sure realized that for education and all it's great for the kids to be in us then they'll go to college here and um you know they just decided to stay back you don't normally hear uh indian parents are like go oh. but i guess that would be the exception that indian parents will abandon you if it means staying with an even larger family um that is family 
Yeah, I, I think we were really happy that we were more than happy to just. No, no, I, I wasn't. And, uh, I'm not. Uh, your parents yeah. sound lovely. I, it was just a, just <laughs> a joke. Course, I, course, your yeah. family sounds great. Um, <laughs> so you made it out to uh, the East Coast. You made it out to New York. Um, so, like you said, music was a side thing. So, what were you, what were you pursuing in school? But you were still doing music on the side at that point, too? Yeah. So, I mean, even when I came to the States, you know, I was part of the choir in, in U.S. And I was always writing on the side, always creating songs and also like singing is, you know, uh, basically like singing at all the Christmas, uh, you know, Christmas vacation days and all that stuff. But like it was always a side thing and it wasn't even on my mind that, oh, this could be a full time career. Th- that obviously changed. Yeah, I think it took a lot of years for that change to happen. Like I um I had a full-time job. I you know, I literally followed my sister's path. So she was um she she got into finance in undergrad. I took finance in undergrad. Then she went to work on Wall Street. I went to work on Wall Street. So it was very like you know, cut to cut, like a standard Indian <laughs> I mean, South it, Asian. It, it sounds successful. It was a successful uh, <laughs> following of the path. Yeah, it was it was like the norm, you know, it's like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. And this is what I'll do. My parents, you know, they've always been super supportive. I think I just, I just didn't realize that doing anything other than, you know, having a viable career option is even an option, you know, so it took it took me some time to realize and after working on Wall Street for three years, I realized that I cannot sit in a cube like I cannot, I cannot see my whole life go by like this. Um, I knew I have I have some cre- creativity inside me, and I just needed to explore that. Um, and I think I started working with Mira Nair. She um, she was doing Monsoon Wedding, the Broadway musical, and she was looking for an intern. And so I got on board, um, and I created all the reference. Uh, I got all the reference tracks together for uh, Vishal Bhardavaj to create the final music. And that was actually the first project that I was doing where I was like completely focused in like, oh, I have to like get this right. And and it felt so right. It felt so good. Um, I think that really was like a turning point where I was like, oh, my God, this is what I need to do full time, you know. So Monsoon Wedding on Broadway, you'd say was the catalyst to uh at least deciding at that point that maybe this is an avenue that I should pursue. Yeah, I think it was just something that made me so happy. And I realized that, you know, if I if there's something I, I'm going to do my whole life, I better be happy doing it. So, yeah. Your sister still in finance? Uh, yeah, my sister is, but she loves it. So she... No, no. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's great. But for me, like, I didn't like it at all. You know, I was like, this is not me at all. Fair so, enough, fair enough. Yeah. so then you made the switch. So what was that? So your parents were super supportive, uh, as you said. Um, so right after, I guess, working on Monson Winning, what was the pathway or what was the what was the plan? Like what what was the move? Did you, you did you quit right away? Did you kind of have to transition yourself into the music thing? So um, it's it's quite funny because after three years of working at Deutsche Bank on Wall Street, I got an employee award for like excellence. And when I got that award, I, I pretty much thought that, OK, I'm probably going to be promoted soon. But that's when I wasn't happy about it at all. Like there was nothing to 
for me to be like wow this is amazing i was just like yeah whatever and that's i think when i realized that if i'm getting that's rewards, how that's how i react with my accomplishments too i'm like ah, anyone could have done that <laughs> no, very modest yeah. of you to be like i don't i don't need this right but then that's when you feel like if the if that happiness is not coming when you're when you're doing well in that field then clearly something is wrong and i think that was a big turning point for me um i did quit right after that which was surprising to <laughs> did everyone did you at least get the award first and then quit or did you yeah i think once i got the award i realized that this is not for me and that's really what made me um like everyone thought i was going crazy uh, my family thought i have gone mad <laughs> you know uh but i just felt like this this like i i didn't know what i wanted to do full time but i knew that this is not it and so i i had to quit i wanted to quit so was there a period after that where it was like you were laying low and trying to figure it out um or did you find something right away um that helped or how long was that i guess um for i mean for a lot of us who are either in that position or trying to make a career out of something that's non-conventional for the culture um how was that downtime how did you deal with that um until something came along or until you created something um that you thought this is it this is the move so once i quit i think it took me 3 years to realize what i wanted to do i tried a lot of different things like i was an audiobook narrator and i did voiceovers for audiobooks and i um i also started um you know creating songs and working with different musicians and collaborating and then i was obviously this the mira nair project was there um but i was also doing uh, reporting at that time so i was reporting for like south asian channels like um cnn ibn headlines today tv asia and i would cover like all kinds of entertainment events and i met lots of um i met lots of celebrities and lots of musicians and while interviewing them i think that also really helped me figure out my path so i i literally went crazy for like 3 years i explored a lot and that's when i was like and i also actually went to graduate school i went to the new school to study media because i thought oh maybe i want to be a filmmaker you know <laughs> it was it was crazy like it was a crazy crazy time but i i felt like i have to do this otherwise cuz you know you're still young and if you can figure it out when you're young in your like 20s or it's like much easier um to follow that path then like wait till you're much later and and you can still do it when you're much later but the sooner you know something is wrong you know the the easier it gets i think okay so it it sounds like uh, you were busy uh, in the in the downtime i mean as you said crazy but busy crazy busy uh and yeah it lo- it sounds like media could have been a, the the career path if you uh if you wanted it to be since it sounds like you were doing very well there Um so 3 years media studies uh you've got quite a little career going for yourself <laughs> there um when the so the and you've been singing and you've been trying to do music what was the first kind of this is I've made something and now the musician version of me is now going to come out and share that with the world 
Um, did you do that here? Did you go back to India? How how did that kind of? So I think uh, I was also volunteering for a lot of film festivals during that time to add on to. What were you doing in in this time? So um, I met a couple of uh, people at the film festivals, and one of them, you know, like I would meet directors, and sometimes I would pitch a song to them, Um, you know, because as a as a volunteer, you you also kind of build a relationship with those guys. You know, most of them are like super chill and. Um, and I think that led to an interest in, in like, oh, maybe I can start writing for for Bollywood movies. So in 2012, I decided to um, to go to Mumbai and actually try my luck in Bollywood. And so for four years, I did a lot of back and forth between Mumbai and Chicago um, to work on music. Because at that point, I think I had realized after trying to be a jack of all trades that <laughs> music is really the way for me. And... Uh, I think I think I think like doing so many things really cleared the path for music for sure. That's I'm <laughs> extremely envious of the uh, the path you've taken. Uh, you've, just because you've you've touched upon so much Why? filmmakers and, and and musicians and directors, uh, you really could have. It sounds like had your pick of the lot uh, <laughs> if you wanted. Um, so that's another is this you said four years four years another four is it after the three so now we're at seven yeah exactly so like so for four years from 2002 to 2016 I was making rounds to Mumbai and I did get some success like my first music video is actually with Y Films which is part of Yashraj Films Um, and then I also gave songs to a couple of independent feature films I worked with TVF the viral fever so I I was getting like some pretty cool projects um but then the the thing was that it was getting very strenuous for me to come back to the states and go back to India because my I I had gotten married by then and my husband uh, is Chicago based and um, it was just uh, with India the the thing with Bollywood is like their deadlines are not always set so that they would say oh the project would be done by April and then it's it's June and we're still completing the project. So um, because the deadlines weren't, I was constantly trying to make my two worlds work. And at some point I was like, okay, maybe I need to go back and rethink what I'm doing right now. Okay. Uh, so in this case of the story, I guess, congratulations on your uh, your marriage. <laughs> um, uh-huh. But uh, so it sounds like between obviously the busyness of it, the, 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 the activity or the uncertainty, uh, it sounds like through all of that, you're still kind of figuring out your own identity in what you're doing. So whether it's attached to something or attached to a project, uh, it sounds like you're still trying to figure out you, like what your output is going to be. So now that you're you're married, you're back in Chicago, you decide, I don't want to do this back and forth anymore. Uh, what is the first like me project? Like what is what does Subi want to do? That's is is that the point now? We're trying. I feel like seven years. We've now figured. Is it now time for Subi to become what the audience has heard in the intro? Is that is it time now in the story? Actually, that's that's quite interesting that you mentioned that because one of the reasons I also came back was because you know I think I was being pulled in every direction. So someone wants an item song and someone wants a love song, and they're like, "Oh, can you create a song like this Honey Sing song that just came out?" Or and uh, and. I think like as a creator, you can really create any kind of song, but then who really are you? And um, and I think that was also something which I felt like I needed to take a step back and really come back and figure out, okay, I'm being pulled in like 10 directions and I, I don't know if I want to do all these things. So what is it? So I came back and then um, 
I think I'd like I'd never worked with musicians in Chicago. So Chicago was really new because I I was always in India and I hadn't really explored the the Chicago scene. So I just decided to work with um jazz musicians here because jazz is like, you know, the thing. Jazz and blues is like Chicago's thing. So I was like, okay, let me try this out. And the idea was just to create one or two songs and kind of just feel it out, get a sense of okay, is this me? And then um those songs did did uh, really well i mean critically the songs did uh, did really well and i started getting gigs and i only had a few songs and because i already had these gigs and people were like oh this is such a cool song like it's south asian jazz and it's kind of like authentic jazz but mi- mixed with like hindi lyrics and urdu lyrics and so i was like okay fine like maybe i should just explore this so i, I literally went with the flow and um i think a lot of great stuff happened like um Uh, you know i did a ted talk i performed at south by southwest i i did a talk at google i did a facebook talk and i so like all these things kept coming up and so i just kept i just kept going with the flow and then eventually i took an album out because i had so many songs um and then my album was co-presented by the jazz institute of chicago and everything was like happening and it was beautiful and um the songs came out and i performed at like lots of amazing venues like rockwood music hall and kennedy center and um and then again at some point i was like but wait is this my sound and literally you're just never happy you're just never happy with what you're doing uh yeah. no but so uh they heard a little bit of the the jazz fusion sound um so that like you sound you make it sound like that happens completely out of circumstance of you're in Chicago it's here uh, I know that you call it your accidental album which yeah. I find cute of just like uh you know I, I don't know album happened <laughs> somehow just I guess I have an album now um that's super interesting um uh it's it also sounds super exciting to have like four songs and people are like oh quick perform them <laughs> and you kind of have to build your uh your audience uh quickly um with uh with whatever you have on hand um so album comes out it sounds like it does really well uh i know that when we had talked to prep you had mentioned that uh this isn't this is just a sound that you uh have worked on uh but it is not the sound so i find that musicians don't need to they don't need to have like the sound um i like what you said earlier about being able to adapt and and work on different things so i can do a love song i can do a an item song i can do whatever you want me to do if whatever i feel that i i want to do um so the the jazz stuff is is one aspect of it but it sounds like you're ready to kind of branch out and try something else or Yeah so I think what started happening is that I was being um quoted and I was being known as a South Asian jazz artist and I was I I felt like when you have a genre attached to an artist that's when it gets tricky like then my question was okay is jazz really my calling and I think as an artist I really listen to my heart and I was like well I've not really grown up listening to jazz you know like jazz is was still alien to me considering that bollywood is in my blood you know i'm like a hardcore desi bollywood lover and i'm like of course like 80s and 70s had jazz bollywood music but like like what really is i i felt like as an artist i don't want to be cornered into one genre like it's great i learned so much from jazz i'm 
I'm thankful I did that. It it really helped me establish myself as an artist in one aspect. But then my question is, is this who I am? And is this who I, I want to be the rest of my life? Because I think even with, with people who listen to your music, if you're doing it once, they kind of expect you to take out more songs just like that. And I felt like I need to grow as well. And so then my question was, okay, um, if jazz is not like my main thing, like what is my main thing? And that's really what I've been trying to figure out for since last year, I, I started doing folk pop um, just to like switch it up, um, you know, just so I can grow and, and learn and I'm not like boxed into one corner. Um, and and uh, it's funny because I know I was telling you that this year I'm actually going more towards a modern commercial pop direction yeah uh just side tangent because i forgot to ask earlier um so being that we interview um south asian like north american uh artists uh a question that pops up that i don't know like you might actually have a unique perspective because you did both like you you did your thing and then you worked in india uh in the environment that would accept your contribution and then you came to chicago um and did the whole fusion thing so i'm just curious when you before you started the fusion thing did you find at being south asian obviously you got the acclaim for it so it worked um but initially did you find did anybody find it kind of like who is this and what is she trying to do with you know chicago jazz and did it did you get any kind of put did you feel any kind of pushback on that because it wasn't the immediate like oh bollywood stuff it's or did people expect that and not so much the jazz part did you find that at all so i think in terms of everyone except indians they were very open to it they were um uh, like Americans in general were like very open to the idea. They were very welcoming. People were like, oh, wow, this is so cool. And like, you know, they were very excited to hear it. They heard it and they thought it was it was pretty interesting. It was unique. Um, I, I realized with, with Indians, the thing is like it wasn't something that they're super familiar with. So when I would try to reach out to Indian organizations, they would say, oh, this is not part of our culture. So I, I got that a lot. Um, so like when I would try to reach out to like any of the South Asian organizations around around US and I'd be like, oh, I'm doing a tour and I would love to perform for your audience. You know, the, the usual response was this doesn't go with our mission statement. Like this is not our tradition. Was it because it was jazz or because the lyrics weren't all like in their language or what was the what was the. Uh... So the, the yeah. So the lyrics were in Hindi and Urdu. So I think the lyrics wasn't a problem. The problem was that it was westernized or like it wasn't it wasn't like stereotypical bollywood or indian classical music or covers which they're used to and um it's not that like everyone was like that there were obviously organizations that were very supportive like the india center in new york or ion india festival in chicago but then there were also organizations that were very excuse me i think like their their concern was they don't want they don't want the kids going up in us to to be so western they they wanted them to stick to the indian culture and the heritage of karnataka classical hindustani classical and i i like i respect that but i'm like considering where they're being brought up you know they 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 need to they need to understand that yeah you can do anything like you have so much opportunity you you are in us and there is all these kinds of influences and you know do, do like make music without borders basically and i think that's what 
um, wasn't coming across with, you know, a lot of these organizations. So that was a big bit of a concern I had. Do you think it's uh, it'll get better now that you're moving modern? That might be even more Western for these people. <laughs> Probably. But, you know, honestly, like after trying for a year or two, I kind of just gave up. I, like I kind of got an idea of, OK, how they work and how they're thinking. And I was like, and a lot of these organizations are also run by really like senior people, right? Like people who are much, much older. They're not like young. They're not you know, they're, they're not that open to change. And so it's kind of um, hard to uh, reason with them. And I kind of was like, okay, I'll just let this be. Yeah, no, we, uh, our culture has its own gatekeepers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, totally. I feel totally. like you should have, you should have like lied to them and gone. And then like in the middle of a cover, just started doing like jazz stuff. And what, what were they going to do? What were they? They weren't going to, what were they going to kick you out? It, it would have been interesting. Um, That's true, yeah. Uh, no, it's bad advice. Don't uh, don't disobey the elder Indians. Uh, but, uh, okay, so yeah, I was just curious about what you found uh, any differences. So it's interesting and kind of ironic that the it was the Indians or the South Asians who were kind of like, uh, you know, not what we want to uh, to show everybody. Um, but since then, I mean, I I'm we'll get into the the stuff that you want to do, but like just the last remnants of of what you did. Um, did you get people of like the culture, younger South Asians or anyone who's in the arts or trying to be in the arts? Were they coming to you going, hey, I'm really it's kind of cool that you you did that because it's it's kind of bringing it to light that we um, we're not just those old people at the, uh, the South Asian uh, festivals doing. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think like the young were really receptive, receptive. And um, I've also had situations like I remember I had gone to a, a movie theater to watch a Bollywood film. And there was this couple that was sitting there and the woman came to me and she said that her son listens to all my songs when he does his homework every day. And like he loves the fusion. He loves how how different it is. And and I think like things like that, like they mean a lot. I think people in India have been very receptive to this kind of stuff as well. But of course, like mostly the younger generation, um, my song Lovely, which is actually a jazz song, just got picked up by um, Sikhya Entertainment. Um, it was it was in a movie with uh, uh, that was produced by Anurag Kashyap, and it just got p- picked up by Flipkart. Um, so you know that really says like at least the 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 newcomers, like people who are up and coming, they are very uh, you know receptive to this kind of um, stuff. Yeah, I know it. Uh, the tides are changing um, yeah. in the direction of stuff like this, which is uh, totally. which is what we want. Um, just because it'll become, like you said, um, it'll become easier for the next generation to um, accept it, want to do it, and then have, you know, the other, the older generation accept it. Um, so that's great. Uh, congrats on that. Thank you. Um, so just switching. So you said going forward, you want to uh, do something more modern, modern pop or whatever it may be. Um what does that look like? Or are you not sure yet what that might look like? I'm sure you've experimented uh, in the year that you've had. So I I feel like the biggest, uh, the biggest challenge for any artist is to really find their voice. Like what's their signature and who they are. And I think I've really been trying to do this, do that all, you know, all these years. And um, I was doing folk pop last year, which was like, kind of like folk mixed with like bossa nova kind of a vibe uh, very chill but then um 
you know, I was like, okay, is this is this really me? And I listened to a lot of pop music uh, and a lot of modern music. And I realized that modern songs have a very subdued beat. And the concept is more about um, the songwriting or the focus is on the vocals. And I... Um, I feel that I'm a I'm a, my strength is songwriting much more than arranging or singing or anything else and so I feel like if that's really my strength and if every song that I write has a message and if that's what I want to get across then I should like consider my music to also um in a way uh, support that so um with all the other I mean I felt like with folk and pop and all these layers my message and the actual feel of the song was getting lost somewhere. So now my idea is, okay, I'm going to make uh, more, move more towards modern pop where my songs do have a message. They're not, you know, they're songs about like a certain topic or, um, you know, something current which is happening. But then the music is subdued and the music is is just there to support what the message is. So to, uh, to play devil's advocate for just a so jazz happened accidentally, <laughs> not quite sure. <laughs> Um, and then folk pop for a year, and that also doesn't feel like your voice. Uh, so I'm curious: uh, Do you th- are you saying that modern pop will be the voice, or do you feel like in a year from now you'll be like ah, like is there? Are you? I'm just curious: Or do you feel like you're confining yourself to I need the one, or do you feel like you'll hit a space where? everything will like live inside the artist that is you so you'll be able to do like you know what if i want to put an album out that's jazzy but then there's some modern pop in there and there's some folk in there so you i mean you're gonna get so many different kinds of an audience that way but i'm curious do you find that once you did it eh, it's not my voice gone or folk pop i wasn't quite me gone um how do you is that how you think you're trying to find it or do you think you'll eventually welcome it all back uh into so i i think they're they're all kind of connected because um obviously i created those songs so each of them is really a part of me um but like so the the last song that i wrote when i when i was listening to it back it already had a swing to it so I, I've, I'm kind of like bringing that jazz element into my songwriting. And I think I think my songwriting in general lends itself really well to jazz. That's how the whole jazz thing happens. So I kind of feel like as a songwriter, that's just there. You know, that's part of my signature. I know that's not going anywhere. But I think for me now, it's, it's become important as to, okay, what is the underlying vibe? Like what is... Like, I, I think if it's modern pop or if it's just pop, then it could be alt pop, it could be dream pop, it could be synth pop, it could be so many different kinds of pop. Um, so at least like within pop, I have a broader, it could even be jazz pop, I don't know. But like I have a broader, um, I'll have more of a broader field to, to be in and to explore myself in than just being, okay, I'm a folk art, artist or I'm a jazz artist as opposed to, okay, I'm, I'm in pop and pop has, it could be anything. So I kind of feel like it, it's also going to open me up, but I feel like I have learned so much over these years that everything is going to seep into whatever I do next, you know? So it's kind of my voice, but when I say like I'm trying to find my voice, I, I, f- I mean like I'm just trying to hone down into, okay, what really is my sound? No, totally. That's, I just wanted to, that's what I wanted to find out, clarify is um, I was saying so in the sense of I want you to be open to all of that because you do it well. 
Um, I would hate to have you lose uh, parts of it, but it sounds like you're going to cover all the pop, and that's going to be what you do. Um, So beyond modern pop, or beyond just pop in general, uh, is there anything, and maybe you're not there yet, but is there a genre that maybe you don't quite know if you'll like do I guess this is a weird question but like is there something that you maybe hesitate with or go oh, I don't know if I'll touch that or um so yeah this is a really weird question <laughs> it's <a> hypothetical <laughs> um but it's more of like do, is there something beyond that do you see that is it, that you haven't done that you maybe you don't know if you want to do yet it might be a risk is there something like that in your uh in your mind um does that make sense as a question it probably doesn't yeah i i honestly i don't know if if there's a genre because i um i i think i've i try not to think of genres but unfortunately they all they do come up because as as an artist even when you're submitting a song you have to yeah yeah. you're the musician i don't have i'm a layman so i feel like i can oh no not at all not at all Um, that's totally i'm sure like genre is also a limiting term yeah, um, but like the question was more like, is Subi gonna do death metal tomorrow or something? I don't, I don't know. Oh, uh, I don't know about that. That's definitely not on my cards. But I think like the one th- or the two things which I feel I've not really touched much on in general within music that I'm really curious to do is one, um, write songs for other artists. Um, I mean, I haven't really written songs for other independent artists, and I'd love to explore that. Um, and the second thing is collaborations. I think um, I have not really collaborated with musicians. I'm always like looking for like-minded musicians, and I think I, I like I think that's something I need to work on to grow as an artist. Like both those things are on my list. So, in like you said, in the initial. Um how you met with directors and musicians and stuff. So when you go and do gigs, uh, I'm assuming there are other artists there doing it. Uh, has it just not, or have it, has it just not worked out that way yet that you would go, Oh, you know what? Your sound kind of meshes with my sound. What do you think about that? Or are we just, we're still in the, the solo mode right now. We haven't, uh, we haven't branched out there yet. So I, I have, um, I have tried to work with a few people, but not like on a serious basis. It's more like, oh, let's just jam, you know, but like, I think the thing is also when people listen to my songs, they're like, oh, this is so different that um, I don't get approached too much by artists to be like, oh, let's write a song together because they think my my songs are so different that it's just like, ah, I don't know how this is going to work. So I feel like that's also one of the reasons why I want to move more in a pop direction so I can open up my sound and be more inviting and um, for collaborations. Because I think like jazz, when people think of jazz or folk, it, it in their heads, I feel it's kind of limiting. Um, pop, at least it's so broad that I feel people will be more open to, I don't know, working with you or, you know, collaborating. No, that's fair. Because I was thinking, um, I guess it wouldn't matter because if you, let's imagine if you had reached out to an artist and didn't tell them that you sang and you just <laughs> told them that I'm a songwriter, but then you like showed them what you've done, I feel like it would still be limiting to them because they would only see the genre as being... Exactly. Okay, that's fair. So exactly. then yeah, I'm very uh, curious then to see if if pop is the right is the turn like once because once you have that both songwriting and the music, you're basically a, you know, a double threat there. Uh, <laughs> so even if you wanted to go songwriter, 
and kind of put the singer aside, I think you'll now have the the portfolio to to reach these people who have been very limiting about their uh, knowledge of what you can do. Yeah, I I think it'll really open up avenues for me. It'll also help me grow. I think like I I don't think there's anything that I've I've regretted so far. Like I'm happy I tried jazz. I'm happy I tried folk and pop and. Uh, now i'm diving into pop and i feel like each of them have really helped me learn and grow and i yeah i i agree with you i think if i'm if i'm doing pop it 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 might open up more doors and you know invite more people so when i guess no pressure uh when can we expect this album to drop uh, for this modern <laughs> pop so initially the idea was to have an album this year but since i am still figuring out uh what i'm doing and i'm actually i'm actually also uh, opening up to working with producers i everything that i've done so far has been self produced but i feel that if i'm just working with me i only know what i know so i need to i need to work with other producers i need to have people be like okay so we we will try this this way because you know let's let's see how that goes take risks um so i'm actually um i'm actually in the process of finding producers working with producers and that's why i'm making all these rounds to la and i'm you know meeting lots of producers seeing how they work how i work how we can work together um and so i i i think the idea for this year is just to get a lot of singles out um till i like hone down on the process of okay what works for me and what doesn't um and then uh hopefully in 2021 actually have an album out with Okay, this is me, you know. Hopefully, For, this this is, is you in twenty twenty one. In twenty twenty one, exactly. Um, look out for twenty twenty two, Subi. Much different. It's going to be all slow piano ballads. Uh, <laughs> Imagine, right? That would be crazy. Uh, but yeah, I think this year, like, I'm just going to release a lot of singles and just explore and have fun. Will they? Will these be singles that you think will then go on to be the album, or are these just singles to figure out the sound, and then the album will be completely different? Uh, I don't know yet. <laughs> I think. Uh, well, I think the thing for me is, if I'm getting an album out, an album should also have an overall message. So if my singles. are kind of different parts of life and you know they're not coming together strongly then i would i'd rather write more songs for a proper album so we'll see <laughs> okay okay no that's uh that's good like it, it tell it's for the audience out there it it says that if you want to hone your craft you're going to like that there's time right i think what your story uh very eloquently puts out there is uh it's a struggle um there's a lot of time involved that it a lot of it's going to be about figuring out what to do but uh you've managed to stay the course uh consistently and diligently um and now it's kind of now it's paying you back um in 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 extraordinary ways uh and you know what we it's just always great to see people doing it and you've got some time now to figure out your next moves and um yeah i think uh 2021 I can't wait to have this conversation know, right? again um and uh kind of see what that looks like but you're so you're in Chicago now uh uh everything's good your family's doing okay they they like what you're I guess that's another thing so your family was always supportive now that you've gotten albums and 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 you've toured worldwide uh are they they're 
probably ecstatic about all that. Yeah, yeah I think my family has always been super supportive. I think they were always like, do what you want to do. Like, do what you think um, makes you happy. I think it, the problem was I just didn't know what I wanted to do until. And I think that does happen. Like, I feel in my family, everyone's either a lawyer, an accountant, or in finance or in business. And when you see people around you, in professions like that you just cannot imagine life anything other than these professions and to see that oh my god like I can be a musician like that itself for me was like I don't know like an eye-opener and I you know it 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 took me time to digest that I feel if I was in a family that where you know where my parents are musicians or they're artists or you know they're in some kind of an artistic profession I think I I would have um, I would have been okay with this idea much earlier. But because we are, when we're growing up, we, we're kind of made to believe that certain fields are what we we should do because that's just what everyone does. And that, I think it's also a mental game in a way, you know, to kind of get out of that and be okay with it. So, uh, again, kind of a personal question about that because I think we all have that internal struggle uh amongst us to you know are we supposed to be doing this is it really what's best for us all that stuff um so you growing up the way you did um not that you didn't you it just never occurred to you because family reunions must have been like oh look at all you people doing all that and it's hard to be a rock star at a table full of uh lawyers and doctors and engineers um but do you do you Kind of now that you're doing it, do you still sometimes fall into that like kind of mental trap of like you know what am I doing and is this what I should be doing? Should I go back to finance for another year? See see if I was uh did ever any of that ever come up uh into your uh, not to psychoanalyze anything, but just uh, I'm curious, does it ever kind of dawn on you like oh wow this is what I'm doing now? So I I I think leaving uh, leaving Wall Street has I've, I've just haven't ever looked back like that was a decision I'm so proud of because I want to live a life with no regrets so that I I don't ever look back but I think as artists we always have self-doubt there's there are always moments when I'm like oh my god what the hell am I doing you know like oh my god is this the right thing to do or like is this song even that great like you know so uh, like I think I, I all I have these ups and downs I'm sure every other artist does and it's like, oh, will people like this song? Because the truth is, you are creating a song and you want people to hear it. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I was getting a call. <laughs> I was saying that, um, so you are creating these songs, um, but you, you also want people to hear them and you also want them to be well-received. And so as artists, I think, I think it's like in every profession, as like actors, as everyone in the entertainment industry, you, you, you know, so I think like self-doubt is constantly there. So I'm happy that I, I am in music. There is no doubt about that. But about like, oh, is, is this me? Or is, is, you know, should I try this? That's always, um, always a struggle. Like just, figuring out my own path like I don't have a godfather so it's like I have to I have to figure it out myself and I think that's why podcasts like these are awesome because like they give us they give us some insight into oh I like how you I love how you turned it around you're like first you asked me a very insensitive question no, about but, self-doubt and I, but I'm going to be positive and no, make sure you look true, good because think about it like if I'm saying that I I obviously have days of self-doubt I'm sure there's someone else who's listening who's like damn man me too you know 
And no, like, no. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I do. So, <laughs> I think everybody. I think everybody in their field does because um, the other thing is because, like you said, I, how we grew up, we didn't have immediate um, right examples. Like I don't know if you growing up, you couldn't look at the TV and go, "Oh, look, there's someone who I will one day be." Yeah, like. totally. Right, and so because we didn't have it. Uh, that's kind of an extra layer of well should i even be doing it because the people at large if you start doing it they don't they don't know that you can do it or you're capable of doing it because they also exactly. haven't ever seen it um so status quo kind of goes against you so i, I was just uh, i'm always curious as to uh, people who are in it and this is why we love talking to um other artists because it's it's you're right it's crucial for everybody who wants to do this to hear that hey man it ain't always uh you know peaches out there sometimes you gotta leave a very successful wall street career to to make it work i hope you still have your award i hope you still have have it it in my house in long island new york (laughs) she's just like i sold it i sold it i I gave it to somebody else i sold it it and i got the money for it um your husband is he in the arts uh to just stick to this personal track um so he actually is in in the startup world he has his own startup so kind of similar in the sense like that startup is his baby and it's kind of like you know he he did it all by himself like he has a he has a business partner and both of them created this company and so in that sense it's also unconventional although startups are becoming so common now but um but like at least like it wasn't like he you know, he just went ahead and got a job and, you know, is like he, he's open to taking risks. And I think in my case, he understands and he's he's extremely supportive. And I think that really helps me do what I do. No, that's good. Um, I'm really, really happy that you have a an amazing support structure uh, to just keep doing this, man. Um, uh, is there anything else you want to share with any of the audience uh, in general before we wrap up? Um, yeah, I, I just want to say it's never too late to try what you want to do. Um, don't have regrets. You know, life is short. So whenever you know that this is what you want to do, just go for it. Um, and it's okay. Like, I, I mean, I'm still figuring stuff out and I think it's okay if it's going to take you time to figure it out. And um like I don't think there's an age in in any profession uh you know you can you can make it at whatever age like people are like oh my god I'm 30 already and I'm like it's fine man it's fine you know like you'll make it when you'll make it but as long as you're doing something that makes you happy that's far more important than anything else and um and I I strongly believe like if you genuinely believe in something you will make it 100% it'll just take time and a lot of people don't make it because they lose patience so if you just hang in there, it's going to happen. Yeah. Wise words <laughs> from uh, from Suvi. I'm so glad that that was the last note because I had a terrible last note. That was perfect. Uh, very, it much, very much encapsulates what we try to do here at Bridge the Culture. Um, uh, so before we go, I want to thank you for for sharing all that because that's a wild journey, man. I'm, I know I'm going to reference it. I'm going to tell someone tomorrow. I'm going to say that you should uh, see this journey, man. It's, it's always a journey. Um, and it's a time management thing, like you said. But no, you're right. I think that uh, a lot of a lot of us lose heart 
um, because of the time it takes, but uh, you can't do that, I guess. Um, so yeah, I want to thank you so much for giving us your time and giving us your story, but more importantly, giving us your music. I'm so glad it's out there. I'm so glad it's going to continue to be out there. Um, can't wait to see what's coming up next. I'm sure people are going to latch on and listen to it. Uh, and yeah, for sure. 2021, man, you're going to be back on here. We're going to be doing uh, an album uh, retrospective on how you got to that point. Cause I know the way you've talked about it. I love that your process is very fluid um whatever happens happens and you know magic is created that way and so it'll be great to hear your thoughts on that um so you're gonna actually play us out just like your song played us in um so they'll get another taste of your music and we'll link all of your socials if you want to plug your socials here you could do that now um where they can find you i'll link your website and stuff uh in the description but uh, i also realized i did not actually even plug B Raja TV, the people who give me this platform. So Chicago natives as well, uh, the B Raja boys. So uh, B Raja TV, if you aren't sick of me telling you about it, is an app where you can find a wide variety of South Asian American content. We're on there. So again, for no other reason, you should go get it. So you can listen to me talk uh, (laughs) with uh, wonderful artists like Subi. Um, so thank you again for doing this. Um, yeah, uh, until we bridge again, everybody, play us out, Subi. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Thank you.